is Mark Brady from Jag Panzer, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. There we go. Good to see you. Good. How are you doing? I am doing really well. Where are you located? Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, nice. Where are you at? I'm in Richmond, Virginia. Oh, okay. Been here for about 20 years, I guess. Originally from New York. Oh, okay. You doing okay today? Yeah. Sweet. Doing lots of doing lots of press, which is good. Yeah, I mean, if anybody's interested, that's good, right? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so let's talk about Jag Panzer. Long-time fan. Okay. Great to have you on. Uh, I listened to uh, Stronger Than You Know, and I know the record, the hallowed set for release, what, in like two weeks from today? Or two weeks yep, from tomorrow? What's the, uh, what's the buzz been about? Has the buzz been good? The feedback been good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, it's actually been very good. You know, you're never never 100% good, so you never expect it. Um, about the only negative comments, uh, you know, a small percentage of people don't understand the production. It's not mixed for a cell phone. It's mixed very old school. Right. So uh, I, I've had just a few, just a few negative reactions to it and saying, well, it sounds so different from what I'm used to. And I said, well, you're used to, you know, trigger drums or layered drums mixed for a cell phone. Right. I mean, the whole, the whole world is gone crazy as far as music business goes. And I totally get what you're saying. I saw that you did it at Mars Sound, which is great because, uh, I used to live in Florida and I know Tom Morris really well. And I used to go do some stuff at the old Morris sounds before they moved to their new location. Yeah. Tom's great. I mean, I, I've never worked with Tom, but I mean, we used to have lunch quite a bit and yeah, he's a great guy. Tom's a super guy. And, and Morris sound is known for their metal or hard rock kind of stuff anyway. Right. That's like the, the go-to. Yep. How did you guys find them? You, you've known them for that long. That's how you ended up doing it, or how did yeah, they- we did the, we did our we did a, a record, our Fourth Judgment album with Morristown, probably in '97. So the so old it, building then, when it was in Tampa, there. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, the old one off of 52nd or 55th yeah. or something. Or yep. yeah, so we we've had Jim work on five albums, I think, maybe six. Oh wow, I wasn't aware of that. I just saw it on this one as a note. I was like, wow, that's pretty funny. So what was the, what's the writing process like for a Jag Panzer record these days? I assume you guys are all spread out everywhere, right? So it's a bit different than it was 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. I usually start the songwriting and I, I don't, I don't submit riffs or anything. I submit completed songs. So I'll do a whole oh. demo myself and then, uh, and I'll leave room for everybody else. So then I'll, I'll send them over to our drummer and he's kind of the musical director. So whole immediately change the drum parts uh shift some things around uh coordinate with bass player lead guitar vocals and uh, usually from what i submit to the, what gets on the album is usually quite a bit different oh it is so it morphs quite a bit as it moves along yeah everybody in the band's got free say to say they don't like something and change things and there's there's no pecking order or anything everybody's equal everybody's opinions valid and so you know we'll have sometimes some heated discussions about uh, how arrangements are supposed to go but we always come to uh to an agreement when you say you turn in like a a full 
or a demo or full demo, whatever you're calling it. Are you including vocals with that as well? Or melody? I'm including, yeah, I'm usually including a vocal line, but that's one of the things I kind of hide because usually our singer will come up with a completely different take on it. Right. And it's usually better, but sometimes I have to unhide it. Sometimes they'll say, <laughs> Hey, what do you got? What do you got for this bridge? Oh, here's what I have. Right. And, uh, but it's generally 90 some percent. He just comes up with something completely different, but I'm ready in case he uh, wants to hear something. Right. So did you ever imagine Mark that you'd be making music or making even relevant music this far along in your career? No, <laughs> no clue. Cause my, uh, my goals as a teenage kid when I started playing guitar was just to do a gig. Right. And then I expanded it to the goal of a demo tape. You know, it'd just be cool to have a tape of me playing. That's good enough. And yeah, so the goals kept moving further. Yeah. It's just, I just am really into it. I like it. It's a lot of fun. So you guys, I mean, I, I agree. And you guys have been at this for a long time and sort of been at the forefront, especially back in the day. Do you consider or do you feel any sort of or any sense of responsibility to the newer musicians? Um, yeah, well, I have sent, I, I, I have responsibility to give them an honest outlook. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. You know, I tell them if, if you're not doing this because you enjoy it, this is not the thing you should be doing. Right. Especially nowadays, it's so different. Yeah. Yeah. You really, really need to enjoy it. And uh, you need to enjoy the guys you're working with. Because if you go on tour, you're going to be on clo in close quarters constantly. Um, you got to be able to work hard and you have to accept a ton of rejection and accept that there are going to people, there's always people that aren't going to like what you're going to do. So, yeah, I, that's what I feel the responsibility to be just brutally honest. Right. It is. Uh, and especially nowadays, the music business has changed so much. It's uh, it's insane. And everybody's a keyboard warrior and can send you all kinds of nasty grams and critiques without ever. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> how much uh, how much do you put into that? Do you just kind of let it roll off your shoulders? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, actually, you have to let them both roll off your shoulders. Yeah, the negative you have to. And and sometimes you get a weird positive, like, you know, someone a couple of weeks ago said, heard some of these songs from the new album and you know i really hear the night ranger influence and there's like zero night i i mean i've got nothing against night ranger but there's zero influence so i just comments like that are actually fairly common so you just have to have to dismiss those as well right and i guess in the at the end of the day people are still talking about jag panzer so that's no matter what the name's still out there right yeah yeah and that's important to me so when you're writing since you do mostly writing i guess this is a good question for you how much time or how much effort do you put into not writing the previous record so you know you set down the right to hallowed obviously you don't want to reinvent the jag panzer sound but you don't also want to write the last record right yeah i'll uh, i'll listen to the last record probably two or three times and take some notes 
because I tend to hear the songs differently from people listening to it. So I'll hear techniques I did, types of key changes and things that I did. And yeah, I make sure I don't repeat those. Um, right. I mean, if we're, you know, if we're 10 albums apart, like you had mentioned, Stronger Than You Know, that has the arrangement. The riffs are different, but the arrangement is right out of Warfare on Apple Destruction. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was done on purpose. That's like, God, let's do a tip of the hat ourselves. Okay, so I'm familiar with both, and I never even noticed. I'm going to have to go back and listen after this interview, because that's interesting. Yeah, no one has, but if you listen just for the arrangement. Fair enough. Are you guys planning on taking uh, this out on the road? Uh, we're going to Europe in uh, in about eight weeks. We've got three festivals, Headbangers Open Air and Vakken and Alcatraz oh, and a bunch nice. of club big shows. One. Yeah, big ones and some club shows in between. And then we have uh, Blades of Steel Festival here uh, in the U.S. in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. In September. And then something's coming up in January, but I don't know. Everybody in the band has different jobs, and I don't have anything to do with the booking. So they just right. send me an email. Here's where we're going. Nice. So something, something's happening in January, but I don't know quite what yet. Nice. Are you... Shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Oh, do you put... um? Do you find it difficult after being in it for so long, touring like that or hitting the road, or is it not so bad because they're more one-offs? Um, yeah, I like it. I think it's fun. I try to, I try to make it fun. Uh, before we go on tour i go on google earth website and i kind of virtually walk around the city oh really so, uh, yeah and that works out really cool i mean everybody asks me we'll get into town hey mark where's the pizza place yeah it's three blocks over to the right and uh yeah it makes it kind of fun for me it's like i'm i'm hitting a new city that i've never seen before except every day walking around virtually and it's it's actually pretty cool that's pretty cool. And I know what I was going to ask you when I just had a, a brain fart there. A Jag Panzer show these days must be super multi-generational, right? Like people like myself taking their kids and maybe even grandkids at this point. That's got to be pretty cool too, right? That is cool. Yeah, we, we get shows Yeah, where there are grandkids wearing Jag Panzer shirts. We did a show in Greece a couple tours ago, and some kid made his own Jag Panzer shirt. Eight-year-old kid. Really? Yeah, took a crayon, wrote the logo, and asked his dad if he could bring it before you know did it right for the gig can i wear this yeah that was super cool that's crazy and at stories like that i mean you could never have imagined however many years or however many decades ago that that would happen and that's got to be the ultimate payoff right yeah it is it's fantastic so what do you guys have next i know you're you got this record are you one of those bands that is uh releasing singles every six weeks or something like that or are you just going to stick with the old school album model well, they did. Uh, Tom Fire did three singles for this album already, and I, I don't know if they're going to do another one. We've got a couple lyric videos already done. If you know, if they choose to use them, so right. it's kind of we just put that in advance. Because I think the the music model has changed. Well, not I think I know it has changed. Like people like my son, they just want to listen to one song. But I'm the old school. I want the record, and I appreciate you guys doing that. And I appreciate you know spending the time figuring how you sequenced it and and how it flows and the liner notes and all that kind of stuff. That's all important to me. And I think you guys carrying that torch is pretty cool. Yeah. We, we had Travis Smith do the layout for this. So we, we went all out on, you know, the liner notes and thanks and lyrics and I, I want people to, uh, you know, and I don't know how many people will, but I want people to appreciate what it was like listening to a complete album. Right. 
yeah, they have no idea. My son just wants one song and then maybe 30 seconds of that one song and he's moving on to something else. Yeah, and I hear that all the time. And I always tell people that some of my favorite songs that I love my whole life are non-single tracks. Just yes. a miscellaneous album track that or like you never would have heard. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, crazy stuff. So I know everyone's got like a, a gateway band that got them into you know the music business or the music scene or the heavier music in general for me it was like diary of a madman i found that in the store when i was a kid went holy shit i need to have this and then it opened up this floodgate what was yours oh uh black sabbath heaven and hell i uh, i had i had liked rainbow but i wanted it you know heavier and a little darker but i convinced myself you know it's ridiculous that somebody's gonna do something exactly what you want to hear and then heaven and hell came out and i'm like Oh my God, that is exactly what I want to hear. That's almost a perfect record. Yeah, I my buddy called and said, "Oh, you got to hear the new uh, Black Sabbath." I said, "Oh, it's with Dio. It's out." And he said, "Yeah." I got through half a song before I hightailed it to the record store to to buy the album. I just couldn't believe how cool it was. Yeah, it's funny, and everybody looks back at that. Like I said, mine was Diary of a Madman, and from then on, you know, it was like let's find more stuff like that because it just gets in your system and your blood. Yeah. That's going to bring me to the end of my questions. I don't know if, uh, where can fans find you? Are you guys pretty active social media wise? Yeah, there's a, a fish egg panzer page on, uh, on Facebook and somebody in the band's always monitoring that. And uh, every band member has their own page. except for our bass player does not like social media. So he's not there. Um, we have a website. You can contact us on there. So we're, uh, we're pretty easy to contact. Band members are always monitoring everything. You're not going to get some weird moderated you know, moderated email or anything. Yeah, you can reach us. I'm kind of on your your bass player side. I'm not a big fan of it, but it's a necessary evil in this uh, in this world we live in because that's where everybody's at. So, yeah, he hates it. I mean, we've tried to get him on. You know, even we tell him just get a fake name and don't get any friends. Just get on so you can communicate with us. Nope not into it said no i'm not gonna do it <laughs> good for him i kind of envious of that because uh you know i'm so oh i do too. with the show and everything else and i imagine like it takes so much time out of my day checking things posting things doing all that stuff you could be doing that being creative or doing something else with it yeah same here i i get an average of about uh i think it's about 35 messages a day and uh yeah you know you gotta answer all of them yep it's it's time-consuming and draining being available 24-7. Yeah. Anyway. Is, that, because, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get up. Sometimes I'll wander out of bed at 2 in the morning, and then, I'll, oh, man, I have messages, and it's important. So, yeah, I got to get on it. Because yep. for someone in Europe, it's 10 in the morning, and they may right. have a business question for me. Yep. Crazy. Thank you, my friend, for taking the time, and thank you for your contributions to the hard rock world. I really appreciate it. Big fan. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this was a fun interview. Thank you for having me. Excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I know I meandered a bit, but I just like to talk. So, no, it was great. Awesome. Have a great day. Good luck with the record, and maybe we'll see you soon over here in Virginia. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the one-hit thunder or were nothing more than a one-hit blunder. 
Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.